With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, good evening, Baltimore. Welcome to Man in the Mirror. I'm your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, with our co-host, Michelle Johnson. And we have a couple other people joining us tonight, or maybe just one. But we also have our guest co-host this evening, Deacon Thomas Farr, uh, Issues Christian Men Talk, as we will be diving into a deeply debated discussion that's been going on since the beginning of time, kind of, sort of, church hurt or people hurt. Yeah, I said it, and we're going to be talking about this church hurt thing tonight. But before we get started, we are going to open up in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for uh, lying down last night, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for waking us up to a day we've never seen before, Lord. We thank you for loving us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for grace. We thank you, Lord, for mercy, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for man in the mirror ministry, Lord, for those who come in, those who listen, those who listen on demand, Lord. We just pray that they will learn something, that they will join us, and they will just come on and help us tonight. Lord, help us just to talk about this deeply discussed the debate discussion, Lord, that we will get the truth out of it, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, for Deacon Farr coming on tonight, Lord. Again, we thank you, Lord, for Michelle, Lord, for all she's done for the show, Lord. We just thank you that we can just agree to disagree if we even come to that point, Lord. Lord, we pray that your name will be in everything. We will never fail to give you all glory, honor, and praise. And we ask all these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. And if you've tuned in, if you're on your phone, press number one, you'll be put in our queue. And welcome back to the show, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you, Hezekiah. Glad to be back. And Deacon Farr, I'm glad you're here with us tonight. Praise the Lord, brother. Thank you for inviting me. Excellent. And we were trying to get our, our Pastor Clinton in, but he may he got tied up, he said. He may try to you know, join us when he can, but that's okay. We're going to keep this train moving. And uh, a little, uh, little, little notes about this. I've been in church my whole life, raised up in Holiness Church when born, then went to the Catholic Church, and when the Catholic schools were really thriving in the inner city areas of Philadelphia. Then life led me to the Mennonite Church for about 20 years. Then 16 years ago, moving to Baltimore from Philadelphia, life happens again, and I experience 
for the first time, now after being, this is me now, after being in church my whole life, church hurt. While I've heard of it, when when things or incidents happen and they blame the church and we leave that particular church, I know I did, but the Lord just revealed something to me just this past weekend. It's not church hurt. It's people hurt. People hurt people and hurt people hurt people. And I know what you're saying. You know, Hezekiah, what are you talking about? Well, I remember a song um, that I heard a long time ago, and it was, and it was, you know, it was, um, it was about um, I'll pray for you. And Jesus was saying, you know, after Peter did what he did, come back and strengthen your brothers, and I'll pray for you. But we have to think about it. Peter hurt Christ a long time ago. When Christ told him, you're going to deny me three times, Christ said, and Christ said, this is how, how you know, this is a uh, paraphrased version. And Peter said, I'll never deny you. So later on, we know Peter denied Christ three times and a cock crowed. But in that same area of the scripture, Christ said, he told them, Satan has chosen to sift you as wheat. But when you've come back, strengthen your brothers. So what do we think, Michelle and um, Deacon Thomas? Um, Deacon Farda, how did Jesus feel after Peter denied him? He was hurt. He was hurt. It says, Simon, Peter, Satan has asked if you are sweet. But when you have, but I prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. That's from Luke 22, 31, 22. So tonight's episode is, our church hurt. We all, we many of us have experienced it. Many of us have witnessed it, or people hurt. So as an open discussion tonight, you know, call in at nine one seven eight eight nine two two seven one, or log in at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash man dash in dash Samara. So, um, what are your points? Any, you know, between you two, we can start this off. Any comments or questions? <laughs> Amen. Can you hear me? I'm here. Um, well, let me let me throw my little my two cents in here. Um, you know, <laughs> it's it, it something. I think it's it's it, it, I think it, it's more than just the church. I think people um, we we we're raised or we or the culture we're caught up in certain things, and I think a lot of it is you know we 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 have a fantasy. You know, we have or we have expectations. Let me use that word. We have expectations for certain 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 organizations, certain people, certain people in our lives. We put people in a box, and when they don't meet those expectations, I think that's 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 the foundation. That's the kicking off point when we talk about this church hurt and and people hurting people. We come into relationships with expectations, and when those expectations are not met. It can be the church, it can be family, it can be a job, it can be a lot of things. But uh, when we talk about the body of Christ, I think um, I think it starts off that folk have expectations in when they come into a local congregation or, or the quote unquote the church. What do you think? Well, I want to chime in. <laughs> um. I, I I agree with what Deacon Farr is saying. You know, it is a lot uh expectation, what we expect the people of God to do. Uh, but 
I also feel that sometimes the emotions that we have and I, and people, I had somebody say to me that, you know, we really don't have time to let our emotions run ragged. And even the word really speaks about that. We, we are supposed to be following Christ. And everybody gets upset sometimes, but we're not supposed to be led by our emotions and everything, tossed to and fro by, you know, everything we hear. And so we have to remember that, and I think that is what happens a lot when people are talking about church hurt, is that, you know, we just are so emotional. At, you know, people, we really as people, and I I know I might, you know, hit a chord with this one, but I think we as people, we just are very super sensitive about everything. Uh, so I think that's one side of it. But then also, just like we talk about, you know, bosses on jobs that need to have people skills to be able to engage the people that they're leading, I think the people in the church don't consider that as well, that they need to have these people skills. If they don't have them naturally, and we're talking about people in leadership, so if they don't have them naturally, then, you know, I honestly feel like this is something you, you can look in the Word to try to develop, but you can also develop outside of the Word um, through, like, personal development and that kind of thing. But that's leadership. So you also have it on a on just a person-to-person, or um, they call them lay members, hurt one another as well. So that's a whole other story, but I think that also, again, goes back to the emotions and and being led by our emotions. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so let's back up to the um, leaders because, you know, people think, and I'm going to go back to what I basically said at the beginning. The church, and tell me if I'm wrong, the church wasn't truly developed until we weren't even called Christians until Acts, and that's when the church after that basically started being developed. So we can't say church hurt. And as you were saying, you know, you're putting in the business aspects in the show that people have to, um, people, pastors, deacons, uh, leadership, they have to have people skills because um, I'm a, because when you're dealing with people, we can't say the churches. I, I spoke to a pastor earlier. Uh, Pastor Clinton, and we just had a you know a little talk about it. You know, the building is the church is a building, but the church itself is the people. So we can't say, "Hey, the church is hurting me." No, it's the people that make up the church. Somebody, someone, or something, and as we go back, or some kind of form of leadership, they're not doing spiritually what they're supposed to supposed to have done. They're dropping the ball. They're not meeting the mark. You know, when a soul a soul is a soul, if Jesus stopped on the cross and said, you know, he wasn't even in church. He didn't say, well, you got to do seven Hail Marys. You got to, you know, you got to, you know, go kiss my ring or do that. No, he was dying. But he stopped on the cross and said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. So he did not crucify. He was already been crucified. He didn't talk about him. He didn't say anything. He stopped dying for that one moment or part of that one moment and said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. 
because Jesus came to serve first. He didn't come to be, you know, they wanted to be king, but he came to serve. So we have to have, you know, the church community have to have a more of a, you know, how does that say, servanthood of Christ, because they say they do, but actions speak louder than words. You know, when people people hurt because they get hurt by the ones that they expect, and as um, Deacon Farr said, we put a high expectancy on people. You know, we put a you know high expectancy when our pastors, when our pastors fail us, we're hurt. When our leadership in the church fail us, we're hurt. When they're not meeting what we're expecting, but we have to realize. They are people like you and me. When they miss the mark, you know, get me if I'm wrong. You know, you guys can, um, you guys can, you know, pick, you know, help me out. But when they miss the mark, they have to still answer to God. You know, we as leaders, anyone that's a leader in a church, and James three one, when you got that calling. You got got to be careful because James three one says, "Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never in fault in the way, and what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. So you know, when you're a leader, you have to be careful." Because, you know, when you mess up, God is holding you. So these people that have been hurting because of, I want to stop saying people, the people hurt that goes on in the church, they have to be careful, you know, because when you hurt God's people, then God is going to hurt you more accountable. Well, uh, okay, let me let me interject this. When we okay, so when we're talking about the hurt of when, like um, Sister uh, said, there's we we I think we have to in the conversation and even in our discussion tonight, we we have to separate some stuff because I think because she said you know it it's the first the church is the body is is the body of believers the individuals us coming together in the worship of God and the praise of God and to and to be taught the things of God. That's the, that's what we talk about the church. Now, when we talk to when our interactions and when we come in together, you know, when we 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 I think we I mean we go right now. I, I feel we're gonna bring on a broad brush here, but when it comes to leadership, I think the, some of the biggest thing with leadership is, uh, that from my experience, let me let me let me, let me uh, put that out there first. From my experience, I see folk who see pastors and elders and deacons. And they they have a wrong perception of who they are and who they're supposed to be in their lives. Because you read that scripture from James about being a teacher, and a teacher is, by definition, someone who's trying to get us to a place to to give us knowledge, disciple us. Because that's what the church is called to do is disciple. So it, it mm-hmm. when we say that in the church, and because a lot of church hurt is people being called out for their stuff. Okay, so we can go out on that. Because the God, because the Word of God stands for a certain integrity, a character, and accountability. The Scripture, you know, we only people like preaching on those parts of the Word of God, but that's what the church is also for—to hold us accountable to our lives, to give us a standard of our character. And again, because we're being transformed, we all were sinners. We were all separated from God. 
and we all need redemption. So the church is there. That's the part of the church I think we leave out, and that's the part when people get hurt because when you get called out on your sin and called to repent mm-hmm. and called to be, be converted and called to submit unto God, unto the Holy Spirit, and unto church leadership, this is what people people call that church hurt, and that's not really church hurt. That's the test of your faith and your true conversion, and, and are you really a Christian? So I mean I don't know how long we got tonight, but we I think we have to we have to we have to take this a little bite because church hurt some people they're just not converted and they don't want to be converted because they don't want to be held accountable to the word of God. So if a man or woman your leadership is teaching and holding you to the biblical standard, people call that church hurt. Now we can always talk about you know men and men of God and leaders in the church who manipulate people and abuse people. That's one thing because that's out there because we are all sinners and, you know, we're all sinners saved by grace and some are redeemed and some not because we have bootleg pastors out here. We have bootleg ministries, whatever. They're out there. There's wolves amongst the sheep. But when when we're going to, you know, we discuss it, I think we have to take small bites because a lot of it, a lot of people, people claim church hurt and they move from church to church because they want to do what they want to do. And it's not what God says for them to do, and they don't like it, so they go somewhere else. And when you ask them about it, or oh, that church, they don't treat you right. They don't show you love, the love of God. And my and my most famous and infamous one that irritates me is they judge people over there. Okay, judging means okay, you need to not be doing what you if you're disobedient to God, and I point it out to you, I'm not judging you. I'm really helping you because apparently. You're not here. You, you're, you're the application of the word. You're not there. The prior God is still working on you. Church leader, I'm here to teach, keep you on course. Because if we don't hold each other accountable, then we're not a church either. What do you say, sir? Okay, let's back up. You know, you did hit, you did hit something that's extremely interesting. It says when people are called out on their stuff, that's they they you know say hey that's church hurt, okay, and we can let's put it in this way, um, be, and I wrote something you know be careful you know how you call them out on their stuff, you know because it's, sometimes it's not what you say it's how you how you say it are you going when you bring their stuff out are you going to be in the flesh, or are you going to be in the spirit. Because there's a whole different, you know, there's a whole biblical way of bringing out, quote, unquote, people's stuff, you know, you know, quote, unquote, someone who has fallen, someone who has messed up. Because they're all sheep, you know, sheep as a shepherd or as a congregant or whatever you want to call it, sheep get out of hand once in a while. Sheep go astray. Sheep, you know, go one way when a shepherd town to go another way. But, you know. What I'm thinking about, you know, for, you know, for the uh, discussion tonight is when you call them out on their stuff or their sins or their wrongdoings, whatever you want to call it, it's what you say and it's how you say it. And, again, like you say, when people are judging you, you, it takes a very smart leader, a very spiritual, someone who's tied in with God, when they find that some someone is saying, okay, you think they're being they think they're being judged, okay, how do you call that person in on their stuff 
or so it don't make them seem like you're just picking on them, you know, because, you know, some church, you know, some, some churches can't, you know, you're supposed to, when you're a leader and you talk about stuff and you're trying to bring someone in or trying to help someone, it's just stay within a small group of leadership, the whole congregation or the whole church should know actually what's going on because that's the way it's supposed to be done. So when you're, when we're called, you know, when we, Mention their stuff. We should, we should, we as leaders should have know how to do that in love. Any thoughts? Well, let me ask this, bro. Because because okay, but what you're saying, I hear what you're saying. But wait, now when you say calling people stuff, let's let's look at scripture. What did Paul do with the Corinthian church? He called them out on the stuff that they was doing. He 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 put he put it out there as part of our. Yeah, I'm here. Yes. Oh, yes. I was hearing some other stuff. But um, I'm saying, it, let's, look at, let's, let's use Scripture as an example. Because when we talk about, you know, the love and how we talk to folk and how we do things, you know, it, it's it, 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 I think we're, we're a little bit tainted. I think um, the sister said it earlier. We, 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 people right now are soft. You can't tell people stuff. You have to you have to spoon feed them and give them milk. And, but there's sometimes that's not what Scripture does. If I preach, if I... As, as a man of God, as a pastor and a teacher, if he goes through the book of Romans, he's going to call out all the stuff that's going on in the culture today and teach it, because that's mm-hmm. what Paul wrote. If he goes yep. in the second, if he goes to first or second Corinthians, he's going to teach that stuff. And that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about the right. teaching part. Counseling is different, okay? But if he's teaching the word of God, first of all, the sinner should be offended because he's a sinner, and we're trying to bring him to. So when we talk about church, church that's what I'm saying. We 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 kind of broad here because people people put throw, throw a lot of stuff when you put up the church hurt tent, a lot of people throw a lot of stuff oh. up under that tent. That's what I'm trying. That's my point. I'm trying to church say. hurt tent. Put up the tent of church hurt. People want to throw stuff under there, and I picked that because 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 if the church is teaching the word of God, there's going to be condemnation. There's going to be correction. There's going to you're going to feel bad, and that's good because you need to repent from those things. You need to right. come under submission. And there's there's no way to 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 spoon feed that or or or, or make it into pablum or milk or whatever to get to know that your sin is sin. And then if you're in the church amongst the congregation and keep doing those things, you're setting a bad example because if this church does if if you know there's there's a difference between counseling and teaching and from the pulpit. Okay, so you know with one because because if you bring someone in in into a one-on-one session to talk to them. Because they're in, they're habitual, they continue to do the same thing. You know, I, I I was it's funny. I was in the Bible stuff a couple of weeks ago, and we it, we talked about some of this because it was if a person, for example, is there two examples we we talked about? If there's a person going around the church and is borrowing money from everybody in the church, and the pastor and leaders find out about it, so when you so when that person is pulled up and corrected. They're, they're going to throw that in the church hurt because why did the, you know why you why you know why you judging me? Who are you to tell me this? But we find out that you borrowed fifty dollars from this family, a hundred dollars from this family, twenty dollars from this sister, and that's what just you going around and you're bringing confusion to the body of Christ. The other example was we get we get we get someone in the church, male or female, who is sleeping around with everybody. They just going through the singles in the mm. church. At what point is mm. in the, the, the love that we approach that sin and correct it and stop it? Because those people, because the ones that they're they're 
they're coming up against also our sheep that we're supposed to be protecting, but we need to pull that one up. Because we also need to go to the other ones because y'all should know better because you're all, you know, whatever. But these are the kind of things. That's what I'm saying. When we throw up the tent of church hurt, you got folk who will throw everything under there, but they won't look in the mirror and look at themselves. And what what they're doing when we talk about being part of a church, because I find out a lot of folks don't even know what it means to be part of a church. They think because they show up on Sunday, pay tithes faithfully, or throw in a tip to God every now and then, participate in a couple of events, whatever. They think they're, part, they think they're in the church, and they think they, that's what church membership is. So, like I say, I don't, want to, we, I don't know which time we got, but there's a, when we put up this tent of hurt, we need to, because, again, a lot of it is individuals. You know, how much, like I said before, how much, what's the expectation we have on the church? Do we come to church with a teachable and cooperative attitude, or do we come with our own agenda? You know, how do we treat others? And then, again, it goes back to the basic scripture. Do we put more trust in man than we do in God? Do we come to church so, oh. so God can use us, or do we come to church to see what we can, how we can use the church? So that's why that's why I, I, that's why, that's why I just wanted to put some of that in there, because when we put the tent up of church hurt, people throw all, a lot of stuff under there, but then there's no real responsibility, because if we're the church, then what are we doing? that everything everybody does, we're offended by, from pastor to the person sitting in the back row. What do you say, brother, sister? Wow. I wanted to read uh, Hebrews 13 and 17. You know, it says, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you. And so I think that kind of speaks to a part of what you were talking about. And people, you know, I guess when you're a babe in Christ and coming in, you know, but then I know what you were saying is not always just a babe in Christ that's having these issues. But as a babe in Christ coming in, you know, they may not fully understand this part yet um, as they're receiving their teaching and growing in Christ. But it's like, yes, you have a part, too, that you have to do. There's some uh, things that are expected uh, of you, and it's not all on the leaders. So, I get, yeah, I get what you're saying. I totally agree with that. We have to um, kind of just, you know, they say grow up and put your, your big girl pants, big boy pants on, that kind of thing. I feel we have to do that because we're supposed to be learning and growing in the word and uh, becoming imitators of Christ. And so we really, you know, do have things that we're responsible for as well. And this is one of those things. So we need to do our part. And I guess, um, I hate to say devil's advocate, but, you know, that's the saying that they um they they have and so you know Hezekiah was talking about the the way and I understand what you were saying about um, that that you know we're we're supposed to speak in the word of God you know to the people and 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 to each other even you know when we see things that are not like Christ and it you know it sh- we shouldn't be under all this pressure that we have to say, like, walk on eggshells and say everything a certain way and don't, you know, uh, you know, offend, 
anybody with the way that you bring them to it, I guess. But it is there, in your opinion, um, Deacon Farr, a way that we, you know, the leaders really are supposed to approach, like, I guess, breaking down more so the calling out publicly and the pulling to the side kind of thing. So I got those um, examples you were talking about where somebody may be just causing havoc in the church as a whole, and you may have to handle that situation. But I guess from your perspective, you know, do you feel that there's a certain point where it should go from a, you know, private, let me talk to you, brother or sister, to a, you know, public calling out? Because I've experienced, you know, both or seen both in the church. Mm-hmm. Well, it, 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 well, it, it too is a couple of things. You know, it goes back to leadership, senior leadership. It, it's first of all, to me, and in, in, in my experience, it's if if the word is being taught, like I said, if we go, if you teach through, if you teach through the Book of Romans, every sin in this 21st century is covered there, and the consequences and what God says about it. If you go to the book of Corinthians, you have all the stuff that's going on in, inside the church and outside. Well, let's talk about inside the church because the culture, they're going to do their thing. Sinners will do what sinners do. But within the church, you could teach through all Paul's letters for all the correction you need in people's lives. Then they have to be able to accept the word coming from their leader, quote, unquote, because first of all, you can't, don't call a man your pastor and your leader and your spiritual leader if you're not going to take the teachings he's given you and what he's teaching you and apply it to your life. If you're just going to sit there after week and not not digest the word, then fine. You're gonna again. You're gonna you're gonna find something to put in that tent of church hurt, okay? Because after you know it's, it's the word. I'll say this: it's the word and it's the teaching of the word and application. Getting people to apply the word through the through the Holy Spirit through them coming to faith, through their obedience to Christ, and not, not necessarily the man, you know, because I know churches that, you know, jumping through, you you got to jump through hoops and do two backflips and then you're sanctified, Holy Ghost filled. But, you know, it's, it's, it's not that. It, it's obedience to the word. And, and, and salvation comes from hearing the word, the gospel, the gospel message. Are people receiving the gospel? Are they being taught? So that's one thing, you know. And then the other thing, again, it's, it, you know, you're going to have people who, again, they have, they have different opinions. They have, they see things different. But I think also with the, the when we talk about church discipline, that's covered in Scripture also. So I think a skilled leader knows how to maintain church discipline because that is part of it. It's not how a lot of people see the church and see Christianity now as, God is love and God loves everybody, so everything you do is okay. Now, I know all three of us know that's not true. Uh-huh. I hope otherwise, you know, I'll, I have to come visit you too. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but, but that's why, but it's, but it, it, it's, it's, again, this, the word of God is our measuring stick, our chalk line, the yardstick, the, the, the gradual, the ruler of our lives. And the more that we are in the word, and the more that we submit ourselves unto God's Holy Spirit, if we're looking to be converted, if we're looking, like you used that scripture in Luke when, when, when Jesus talked to Peter. Peter was jacked up right then, and we know Peter's story. He had a long way to go until he got it right, and it came after Pentecost. 
So even today, when we when you talked about babes, babes have to keep coming back and have to start to be receiving the word. And then there's a parable, I believe it's in Mark, when we talked about the sowing of seed and the different ground, good ground, rocky ground, ground surrounded by thorns. I mean, we all know where people mm-hmm. are. But the word of God is the standard. That's what we have to do. You know, we can't, because, we, again, people are going to be rebuked, and everybody's not going to take it. And that's good because we don't want we're trying because remember we, it's wheat and tear, okay. Mm-hmm. But then you, when you have the tear, start wanting to blame the word on why the, 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 I don't like the church and that's why I don't go to church no more and and the church did this and that to me. But you know that's what I'm saying. It's it's some of it's that and then because when people go my okay I'll say this and we now and I'll let y'all say because when I hear people who have problem with church or Christianity and you start to talk to them and let them talk about what happened, some of it is is them. They didn't take it seriously. They thought this is not what church was. And then some of them are like kids. They wanted to do what they wanted to do when they wanted to do it. And the church didn't go along with it, so now they hurt. What do you all say? Well, we're going to hold that question because we're at our halfway mark, but we I wrote it down, you know, because they want to do what they want to do. And they were, you know, I wrote it down where I have what they want to do. Um, where I halfway mark, we're going to, you know, take a few words from my sponsors, hear a little song, and then be back because I'm just enjoying this. You're listening live with Hezekiah L. Montgomery, L. Johnson, and our guest co host, Deacon Thomas Farr, as we are having a Great discussion on church hurt or people hurt. You can call in at 917-889-2271 or log in at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash man dash in dash the mirror. And we have a couple um, notes from a couple of our supporters, Music Instruction for Our Learners, Inc., where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 443-574-5491 to set up an appointment to talk to our instructors. And please visit us on our new and improved website at www.mefileinc.org. Another sponsor is Curvy Boss Project. Curvy Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of full-figured women Curvy chicks are boss chicks, too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curvy Boss Project. And um, we will have a song right now, and we'll be back in a few minutes. And let's continue to press on. See the 
this world through my jaded eyes. I get frustrated when there is no why. I put my focus on worthless things, even the strong fall to their knees. But God only knows what we all need. your man, Hezekiah uh, Montgomery, and I guest co-host tonight, uh, Deacon Thomas Farr of Issues Christian Men Talk, and Michelle Johnson here tonight. We are discussing live church, live about church hurt or people hurt. Which is it, church hurt or people hurt? And we're just having a great discussion. You can call in at 917-889-2271. Or log in at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash man dash in dash the mirror and join us in a chat room or just listen in. Press number one on your phone if you want to, you know, talk to us or have, you know, come up on the second half of the show as we're continuing this, this discussion. And Deacon Far, I'm just enjoying this discussion because, you know, I'm still learning a lot. You know, this is why we're here to learn. Because we've all been through something, you know. You know, every no one, no one is an island. No one knows everything, but we're making it real about what's going on in the church today. Because I'm the type of person. Some people don't even want to talk about it because you you tiled it the tent of church hurt. Well, you know, some people don't want to talk about it, but these are the issues that we need to talk about and make them real. So, you know, we can shame the devil and make him know, you know what, it's not going to it's not going to work because somewhere down the line, we have to be able to get rid of that term church hurt. It's not going to happen today or tomorrow, but it can happen that, you know, we can say, hey, you know, we all in this together. And I don't even want to try to get it right, um, Deacon Farr, but what was the last question that you had? Because you were saying something, if I'm correct, you know, people want to do it their way. And, you know, 
what do they expect the church to do? Well, yeah, well, what I was talking about, what I was talking about, you know, when 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 the sermon comes across and we're talking about the sins and the things that people are struggling with and people not wanting to give up their, give up their lifestyle, whatever it may be, because, again, you know, folk come from, if we're truly evangelizing the world and the culture, people are coming into the body mm-hmm. of Christ and they're coming with it with a lot of stuff. But now when the word is, when the preaching and teaching of the word starts to bang up against their norm, you know, and that's where the struggle comes. And then when it gets to the point where, you know, however leadership handles it, when, 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 cause it's, cause it's one of the things, you know, that we've noticed it's when it's coming from the pulpit and, but then when it's, when, when you get in people's faces about what's going on, cause again, you know, some pastors, you know, they see you coming to your church for years and years, but they still know you're doing the same stuff. They might want to now it's time to come talk to you because while you're sitting under you, sitting under my teaching, you're sitting under the word, you're in our prayers, we're looking for conversion, we're looking for something. Maybe you need more than what you're getting. But then when, when folk, you know, are called out on certain things, again, they call that church hurt. Because, again, the man, when this um, Sister Nicole uh, mentioned it about the scripture. They're, they're looking out for our souls, and unless you, unless you, unless you internalize that, that the man of God, your pastor, whoever, wherever you are in your church, you got a thousand, five thousand, or ten. If you believe that that man is is there to minister, to look after your soul, to prepare for for you to stand before God and be judged, then you're going to hear what he's saying. And if you don't want to hear what he's saying, then, again, that's one of those things people throw into the tent of church hurt because they were called up because the man of God is not seeing. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's coming to you because I know I'm preaching. I know what I'm teaching. I'm teaching the word. But then I see your lifestyle. You're still struggling with some things. So maybe we need to talk about it. And that can, some people get offended by that. When, when you put it down to the personal one-on-one, eye-to-eye, people get offended, call that church hurt, they leave the church. And then some people, grab other people who call church hurt is, only the senior pastor can talk to them. The deacons, the elders, and the ministers, how dare they say something to you? Again, what are we coming with the church? Are we looking to be in a body, in a community of people who believe? And do I understand that I'm a sinner? And like you said, we're not an island. The body of Christ and the church is put there together to help us get to that place where God, where our lives is righteous in God's sight and we're being obedient to God. But again, you know, it, 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 that, these are the things that we struggle with. Some of us struggle with it early in our Christian walk. Some of us struggle with it later in our Christian walk. Some of us struggle with it our whole Christian walk because we are not letting the God of word permeate and control our life, getting and sink into our heart. I mean, a lot of pastors say it a lot of ways, but if we are to apply the word of God and be obedient to the word of God, you know, if we keep God on the throne and Jesus where he is, it's easy to come alongside and be obedient to the men of God that we call, we call them our pastors. I never known any pastor goes out and grabs people up, put them in his building, lock the door, and they can't leave and, and make them listen to him. The man stands and he preaches, he teaches the word of God, and people come to hear. And, and apparently you come to church looking for something. So are you looking for conversion? Or are you looking to be redeemed? Or are you looking for a better way of living? 
you know, and are you looking to be obedient to the word of God to learn the word of God so you can apply the word of God? Or, again, folk come to church for different reasons, and when they don't, when they don't go their way, they call the church hurt. They throw it under the tent, and they're out here talking about everybody the pastor, this church, that church, that pastor. What do you say, sir, ma'am? You want to take that one, Michelle? <laughs> uh, I, I was still thinking about what he was saying, but um, I, I guess the, the thing is, because after listening to all the conversation, to me it just seems like, yeah, we are, which I which I said earlier um, in the conversation, we are just very uh, emotional people and everything, you know, offends our sensibilities. We get offended easily um, with one another. But someone said it earlier, I don't know which one of you it was, and the conversation is, is we do, we, we have to remember that, you know, we're all progressing and growing in Christ, or we all should be. And even, you know, the the man of God that God puts in place to to lead the house of God, to to lead the church, you know, they're still progressing and growing as well. Like we, we should never stop. And so I think that's the biggest thing that we need to remember, that we need to be um, more forgiving of one another. And, as, you know, as far as the leaders, when they are, having to chastise or having to um, correct, you know, the members, we do need to remember that, that it's our responsibility to obey the ones that have the rule over us and, and not let our emotions get in the way. And I just think that's one of the biggest things because everyone just gets so offended. It surprises me how easily a person will get offended at um, what you say or do. And, uh, I was listening to what Deacon Fall was saying earlier that a man of God that is truly being led by the Spirit and, and you know, that is is heeding the calling that, you know, God has upon his life, then they know through their experience and through the Holy Spirit, you know, guiding and leading them, they know how to handle certain things. So, Sometimes, and I know it's difficult, but I feel like we we just have to really, you know, trust those leaders, even we, when we don't see it. You know, we we got to make sure that we're in line to see that see the vision with them, because they're they're going and they're leading the church based on a vision that God has given them, and they're carrying this this out, and so they are leading the people as God. You know, hopefully, as God um, has shown them the lead, as God guides them, as the Holy Spirit guides them, and so we do have to we have to trust that because if we really do love God and want to grow as men and women of God, then that's one of the things that that faith in God should cover that. Okay. Okay. I do have an offline question Question I'm going to ask about things happening in the church and the church hurt and what keeps people from, you know, 
World Peace people in. This is a friend of mine who couldn't make it in tonight, but they still sent me a question via um, Facebook. So this one is going to be before both of you. Either of you can actually a- answer the question. Um, and I know what the answer is already going to be. And she says, <laughs> so why does it seem as most churches now today are all about money, not to help out the people when needed? This deterred her from going to church. I remember when church was church and it was all about love, and now it's all about money. Uh, me not going to church doesn't deter me from praising God, but the phonies of the church kill, phoniness of the church kills me. And why do you pick the ones that they know who pays up their tithes and offerings to do all this? to do stuff as their favorite or just recognize them only? Uh, I'm ready at the same time. <laughs> no, I'm ready. You want me to go first? <laughs> okay. You know what? Let you uh, take that. <laughs> I, yeah, oh, really? Okay. I got it. I got it. Throw it. I'm going to catch it. No. Um... You know, you know, bro, um, brother and sister, you know, and even that person who sent you that, I understand what, I understand exactly what you're saying, and I sympathize with what you're saying, but what it is, it's it's, it's a couple of things. It, it's not about, I, I don't believe it's the church is really about the money. It's it's where, first of all, we, we want to localize it. Maybe the churches she's been to, they were manipulative, they were whatever. They were taking five orphans a day. They were doing this sow the seed thing, you know, and that and that, that offended you and it upset you. I understand that. That happens. You know, these churches out here, they do that. You know, you got people on TV right now. Send them $15 for some holy water. Send them $15 for the water from the, from the, from the Jordan. Uh, a prayer cloth. I mean, okay, the hustle man, the hustle man's out there. The hustle man is out there and he's dressed up like a pastor. Now. Let me go back to again. But I, my whole thing is, and I've learned this over the years, it's our relationship with Christ, and it's our discernment and our wisdom and application of the gospel and the word on where we choose to fellowship. Now, for someone to say they don't go to church because of, then don't go to that church. I agree. Get out. Don't go back there again, but find a church who's doing the things of God. And now on the other side of money is you got to remember, you know, churches have, we have bills. There's no, there's no place churches have. There's churches in this world who meet in caves, who meet in the woods, who meet in shacks, who meet in places. But churches here in America, we're a little tainted. So churches have bills. You know, it's old, I learned, I have a couple pastors who say this, you know, you want it cold in the summer, you want it hot in the winter, you want light. You want the toilet to flush. You want now, you want Wi-Fi. You want whatever. You want the website up, okay? You want you want the bathrooms to get cleaned. So that takes finance because well, God is not sending ministering angels to vacuum the church and clean it and keep the lights on. BG&E, BG&E, I don't think BG&E believe in God. Okay, because no, <laughs> I'm sorry. Because I, yeah, okay, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, stop laughing. I'm talking here. No, but you know, some of the temporal things that go on, we have to realize it, it, it does take money. 
But but again, it goes back to if if you believe in the, your church ministry, the vision, the mission, your pastor, what he wants to do, what God's called him to do. Some churches they don't spend a lot of money on that. They they do go. They feed the homeless. They they do other things in the community where they don't have an overhead. You know, some churches have overhead, and some overhead churches have overhead that is different or more or less. But again, it's the temporal need where that money truly goes. Now, the whole, I know the sister's probably listening, when you talk about salaries and what pastors get paid in compensation, that's a whole other discussion. Because in some, because in some aspects, again, these are temporal realm things. You know, some men of God are full-time, quote-unquote full-time. They either take salaries or they do other things to because they have a wife and family, too, they have to support. Because the man that doesn't take care of his wife and her family doesn't even qualify to be a pastor. Okay? So there's a lot to it. And that's why I say that that, uh, that I hope she's not a close friend, but that's what people do when we start talking about church hurt and the things they don't like. They talk, they, we broad brush it and they throw everything in that tent. And it's all different and separate. And I, I want to go back to what I said in the beginning. The hustle man is out there and he's dressed up like a pastor. But you, the reason why they exist, because they get a few who follow behind. And who they, why? Because they don't read their word, they don't pray, they don't study the word of God, they don't understand the word of God. They believe the man of God, just whatever that he's telling them, that whatever. But you, if you look, if, if you took time to read your scripture, you won't find it in scripture. If you took time to study it, you wouldn't, you would know that's not what's taught in the word of God. But, again, on the other hand, like I say, there's temporal needs. pg and need their money. The water, the, the building has to be paid. The lights have to be on. Air condition break. Air condition got to get fixed, you know, and the heat got to work and all these things you want to do. And then, again, when, if, even if your church is going out and feeding the hungry, where is that coming from? Unless we could gather it from those who believe. So if you believe, you'll sow into what the church is doing to go feed the homeless or open up your home, get some stuff out your refrigerator and out your cabinets, and go take it to the people. You know, you can't have it both ways. And that's what a lot of it, when we talk about church hurt, people want it both ways. What do you say, ladies and gentlemen? Wow. Yeah, I, I have to I have to really agree with that because you know, that's one of the things that my pastor makes sure that we know. You know, we have we have the um church meetings where um they discuss everything down to the finances of the church. And he always says, you know, when the, the meeting is starting or when, when we're about to go into it, that the reason they do this is because transparency and they want the people to know, you know, what's going on in the church. What what um, what have we been using the funds for? What's happening? What ministries are we using it for? What, what bills that we have come up? So they discuss those things. And so, you know, this is it's real. Like, it, yeah, we don't, it, the church doesn't just operate off of air. You know, we live in a world where we have to pay for everything, you know, that we use and, you know, and forget the building and all the insurances. And, like, this is real stuff, just like we deal with our everyday bills. You know, so does the church. And so... Yeah, the the thing about finances and and no, I I I don't necessarily think that 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 qualifies as the quote unquote church hurt kind of thing. It may be um, more so people 
misleading the people of God if they're into like these prosperity um, churches who, you know, ask for these, these offerings and tell you that, you know, you'll be blessed. Yes, we know that that sowing and reaping is real, but there are people like Deacon Forrest was saying that just take advantage of this and take advantage of the people of God and those people are out there. But yes, as he was saying, the only way that you're going to know the difference is if you are in the word and then you'll be able to tell, you know, false, um, false leaders, false, false disciples, you'll be able to see that. And so, you know, that should be incentive for us as the people of God, to, we just need to really get in our word. We need to know God for ourselves and, you know, make sure that we're being led by the Spirit of God in all that we're doing. And that may cut down on a lot of what's going on. And is, is this all going to be solved in this conversation? You know, Deacon Father said it early on, no. It's not going to all be solved in this conversation. Oh, man. But <laughs> Sorry, Hezekiah. <laughs> we got four. We got four but, minutes to go. I was hoping to have it all solved. <laughs> oh, what, what, what are we? What are we? What are we? A sitcom? Is going to go to have the ending at the end? What are we doing here? So, <laughs> I, you know, I think it just boils down to that we all have our our responsibility. The, the men and women who are in leadership, the men and women of God, they have a responsibility to the people of God that they're leading, and they have a responsibility to the call that's upon their life, and they have a responsibility to God for the things that he's entrusted to them to look over. And then we as the people of God, we have our responsibility as men and women of God to, one, which we've talked about several times tonight is just learning the word of God and really knowing it for ourselves and having that personal relationship with God. And then two, we actually have a responsibility to be, you know, obedient to the men and women of God who are placed in leadership over us and to, you know, listen to what they're saying and take the correction that they give out because it's godly, you know, correction, that's that's uh, something that's been mandated to them to do for the people of God. And so they are just following that, that calling on their life. And so if we are all, and I know, I, I forget the way that they say it, but, you know, it's like an old wives' tale or comment that, you know, the old folk used to say. But, you know, if you, if you mind in your own, you really don't have time to worry about everything else that's going on and worry about small, trivial things that, you know, <laughs> don't matter. In the end, they don't matter one way or another. So we really need to concentrate on us, our faith, our, you know, relationship with God and what God has directed us to do and how the Spirit is leading us and the, the leadership that we're getting. And I think that's the biggest thing. Amen, amen, amen. Any closing comments, um, Deacon Farr? No, bro. Just, I, I thank you for inviting me, and I thank you for the conversation, and, and for your listeners out there. Just, you know, if, if, if you're in the body of Christ and you're in the church, the only thing I can say to you is is study, pray, 
and 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 study and pray and be faithful to the word. And if your if your ministry and, and a lot of things a lot of this church hurt is if you have an issue, sit down and talk to your pastor about it. That's the best thing. Uh-huh. You know. If if you're part of a body of Christ, if you're part of a local congregation and there's something going on, don't, your your pastor is not don't put keep take your pastor off the pedestal and go to him. Again, if he's that man of God who's going to speak into your life and help you mature and grow in Christ, then bring your concerns to him and let him, because you, if you're not understanding it, he can help you understand. And it's the same thing when we talk about uh, uh, each other. If we, if we truly call ourselves family, let's talk about some of the issues. Talk, you know, do do, do something to make it better. Then, because oh. it's not going to be perfect. You know, so how many of us, you know, we dump our families. Well, let me put it this way. Apostle told me this the other weekend. How many of us will walk off our job because somebody in our job upset us? Everybody don't raise your hand at the same time. That's all I have to say. <laughs> so stop treating the church. You treat the church. You treat your job. That You're more favorable to your job than you are to your church because people treat wow, you in your job yeah. like crazy, but you're not going nowhere. That's all I got, brother. Thank yeah. you for inviting me. And you can do this again, man. Uh, you can do this again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, man. That was, that was hey, a drop, man, your, like drop your mic moment. Yeah, that was a drop mic moment. I need to get that little sound. Like, you know, next time he come on, drop mic. That was it. That was, as he walks off the stage, I'd like to thank all of you who have been listening in and joining in our discussion tonight. We truly enjoyed Deacon Farr. You know, he's the man. You know, he, you know he's a good man, you know. Tune into his show. It's just Christian Men's Talk. You, you know, you want to give the information about your show, Deacon Farr? Oh, amen, amen. Thank you. Yeah, we're all we're live every Monday night and every um, Monday night at 8 p.m. Every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. You can go to Facebook, Issue Christian Men's Talk. You can see the link in the post there for our show times and the call and phone number. And and we enjoy to have you. And uh, it's the same thing, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Deacon Thomas Farr. Thank you again, brother. Amen, amen. If you you know if you have any more questions or comments, you can put them in our event page, and you know we'll you know do our best and get back at get back at you with them. But this has truly been an eventful discussion, as I said, because I knew it was going to be, uh, especially when we you know bring our favorite friend over, Deacon Thomas Far. We I know it's going to be an eventful discussion. And Michelle, we thank you for every, you know your input. And as always, this is Hezekiah Montgomery, and we'll see you at the mirror. Because anytime you sing about Jesus, how many of you know there's something about that name? There's, there's something about that name. I want you to listen to it. Let's let the Lord bless us in this song.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.